Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And first and foremost, want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Um, just want to get a show out here for the weekend and uh, give you guys a little update on, eh, there's a little bit of news that's come out. Um, we're going to talk about, there was actually some racing action over at 417 Speedway. Uh, we were not there, but I do want to uh, quickly touch on that. Because um, as you know, we, we try to cover the things that are going on here in Florida. Um, we're going to take a look at the new Smyrna Speedway schedule and uh, kind of highlight some of the bigger things, talk about some of the things that people may have not noticed yet with the schedule. And I'm going to answer some questions that came in a couple of weeks ago um, on our Facebook page. And yes, I'm going to talk about the big news with the SRL series that was just announced. I'm going to give the pros and cons. And yes, I'm going to attack both sides of this big announcement. If you're not sure what that announcement was, stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll talk about it. Um, Another big thing, um, big thank you to Frank and Holly for sponsoring this episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Uh, Frank and Holly, of course, with Button Racing. Uh, Frank's been out on the track and, and they were the team that led Shane Satoris to victory in the Bomber B championship last year. So big thank you to that team, uh, Frank and Holly button racing for sponsoring the show, supporting the show. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening. Um, I've said it the last couple of episodes, um, the, the number counts are just, it, it's, it's incredible. It keeps me going, wanting to do this. So, um, today's show going to be pretty much a, a news heavy show. Um, not, not too much drama, uh, I think people are finally settling into the quote-unquote off-season, if you will. So this should be a quick show, but I wanted to get something out there for all you people to listen to. So with with that said, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, excuse me, looking at the new Smyrna Speedway schedule here. Of course, we're going to start the season off January 8th with the Red Eye 50-50. In my opinion, it should have been on the 1st. Um, so many other events have now popped up. On the 8th, Citrus has a, a makeup event. Of course, they would schedule it on the 8th. Um, I think Auburndale has a show on the 8th. Um, there's The only real thing running on the 1st was is Showtime's event, and they were smart. They're saying, oh, nobody's got anything going on, so let's put out a big event, and I think it's going to be very successful. So in my opinion, of course, take it for what it's worth. I would have done the red eye at, on the traditional first Saturday of the new year. And yes, that, that falls on New Year's Day, but... You know, I, I think there's a lot of people that would have loved to start the season off um, at the racetrack, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, but there's not been a whole lot of entries. I think we got five or six pro lates and four super lates, and this is an event that you don't have to pre-register for, so I'm not that worried about it, but I, I just don't know, you know, I don't know if it would have been a bigger deal on New Year's or if it would have been, or if it's going to be fine on the 8th. We'll have to wait and see. I'm excited for it. Can't wait to get back to the racetrack, um, but I would have kept it on the 1st. That's my opinion, and it is what it is, and we'll see how it goes. Of course, we'll be talking about it on the show, so we'll see on the 8th how that goes. Uh, Moving on from that, of course, you have the World Series coming up February 11th through the 19th. This is going to be one of the biggest World Series ever. Of course, you have the big NASCAR Wheel and Tour Modified inaugural race, uh, 200 laps there for the Tour Modified Series, the the Wheelin Modified Series that runs up north. That's the NASCAR Wheelin series in my opinion should be the fourth biggest series that nascar promotes and yet unless you're really up north or follow the modified specifically you don't know much about it i don't think nascar does a good enough job with the diversity that this series has versus what other things run you know modified is a very unique vehicle and puts on some of the best racing um i think they could do a better job with it in my opinion 
Uh, a couple of years ago, I would have said eliminate the nationwide series, run modifieds as your third series, trucks as your second, and then cup. Have it have the top of the ladder be very diversified. Now I think Xfinity has some of the best racing in NASCAR, so I'm glad it's still there. But man, I, instead of K&N or ARCA, whatever, get not, don't get rid of it, but make the modifieds four, trucks three, Xfinity 2 and number 1 the Cup series. That's that's how I would do it. The big 4 series in NASCAR should be that. Again, my opinion. Um of course I'll, I'll give you my opinions as we we go through the show as I always do. Um looking at the World Series schedule though, of course that Tour Mod race on the 12th. Uh we're, this is going to be a t- big topic of conversation at the end of the show. Um I mean that's going to be huge. I expect the event to sell out. So if you're looking to come to that and be a fan, um Get your tickets. If you drive a Tour Mod, a, um, let's see, a JNC Grado, Florida Modified, a Sportsman, or a Prolate, you're going to want to race that night because it's going to be huge. There's going to be so many eyes on you, those lower classes that normally wouldn't be there. So that's a huge opportunity for you guys to show up and show out. Um, and, and again, that's February 12th. So opening night for World Series is on the 11th. Pretty standard race night. You've got Superlates, Prolates, Modifieds, Florida Modifieds. Uh, sportsman and bomber race. So that's a good start there. Then you got the, the wheel and tour. Um, the third night is super Sunday. You've got the big four classes. You've got, uh, the David Rogers, super lates, pro lates, uh, Florida mods and 602 mods, which are exploding. There's like 15 or 16 of those already registered for world series. Um, then on the 14th, you have the Clyde Hart Memorial, the makeup from last year's Clyde Hart that just for whatever reason, just could never, never get going. It had to be canceled so many times because of this, because of that, because of tires, because everything else. So the 2021 edition of the Clyde Hart Memorial will be run during Speed Weeks on the 14th, plus Tour Mods and um, 602 Modifieds. Uh, night number five, you have the Arca Menards East Series. That's right, Arca is back. They're going to run, I believe, 175 laps or 150, whatever they decide to do. That's a you know NASCAR thing. Uh, then you got the Superlates, Prolates, Tour Modifieds, Florida Mods, 602s, plus Arca. That night right there is going to be off the charts, insane if the show gets over by midnight, I'll be shocked. Bring your sleeping bags for that one because uh, you'll just want to camp on the grandstands and hang around for night number six because you have the Blue It Memorial uh, 76 for the Tour Mods. You got Super Lates. Uh, you got Florida Mods, Pro Lates that night as well. Then Shootout Night, which is a night I know a lot of people look over because you have the duels going on at Daytona, but really, who even gives a shit about that anymore? I mean, watch the highlights, not much happens, and the field, I, I don't expect a full field with the new cars at Daytona anyway, so the drama is pretty much gone, you know, get yourself a few points and start on the front row at Daytona, um, but we have shootout, shootout night going on that night, and that's a big night, because the championship battles, this is where you find out who your actual, you know, championship contenders are going to be, they're going to all run shootout nights, uh, 35 laps, you got the Supers, the Pros, the Tour Modifieds, and the Florida Modifieds. They're big four core classes are all racing shootouts that night. And um, it sets up the run for the championship because most divisions after shootout night just have one more race. So then we move to, this will be the Friday, uh, the 18th. You have the Heart to Heart Prolate Model 100. That's right, the 2021 Heart to Heart race will now be run on February 18th, 2022. Plus you have the Richie Evans Tour Modified 100. So two dual hundreds. For the pros, for the tours, plus you have the trucks and the vintage cars racing that night. And then on the 19th, the finale. We have the championship finales for the David Rogers Superlates and the Florida Modifieds, plus the LKQ Superstocks. I hear there may be something cool in the works for the Superstocks during world during the World Series. We ha- already have a whole bunch of cars coming from up north, coming down. 
and I know um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names, but I know somebody's working on trying to make this thing bigger and better. So stay tuned. Uh, and then we have the trucks racing also. So that's that's a quick look at the World Series. And like I said, just it's the biggest World Series ever because you have races in there that you normally wouldn't have, like the Heart to Heart and the Clyde Hart Memorial. You have the Wheel and Tour mod. You have Arca back, um, plus all the staple events, the Orange Blossom, um, the Richie Evans, the John Blue at the Third Memorial. Everything that you are used to seeing at the World Series is happening, plus a plethora of other events that haven't been there. So it's, it's bigger and better than ever. So I think... Um, I think this year's World Series is going to be way better than last year's. Um, tour modified counts are off the charts. We're closing in on 30 cars already signed up for that. And I'm not talking the Tour Mod race. I'm talking World Series entries. Super Late Model and Pro Lates, they're a little bit down, but that's normally the case. The Tour Mod guys, this is their one shot to come down here and race. Super Lates, Pro Lates, uh, Florida Mods, we run them all season long. So it's not, it doesn't carry that that same sense of urgency that the Tour Mods have. Like, this is it. This is our shot. So they jump on the entries quick, and then the super late models, they kind of pile in as we get closer to the event. There's there's big races going on before speed weeks, you know, um, but but we'll be fine in, in all regards. There's, there's going to be plenty of race cars. There's going to be plenty of action, and it's going to be a hell of a World Series. So when we move into the meat and potatoes, you know, we got the cash cow there with speed weeks. We move into the meat and potatoes of the season. The regular season does start March 19th. That's typical. It's usually the third week in March. Um, that's when the points start. And we're going to start with Prolates, Sportsman, E-Mods, and Bomber A's. Uh, one thing you may have noticed throughout the schedule, we have a couple of family fun nights. And you're probably wondering, what the hell is a family fun night? Uh, it, it's probably going to be cheap admission, $5, $10, I'm not really sure. And it's going to feature our local classes, Super Stocks, Mod Minis, Bombers, uh, Vintage Cars. And it's, it's going to be a fun kind of... You know, we, we, you're not going to have to worry about the glitz and glamour of the late models. It's just going to be, hey, come spend the, the night at the track, a couple of bucks, get some beer, eat some food, have a good time, and we're going to showcase our, our weekly warriors. So I think that's what the idea of Family Fun Night is. And that we'll have the first one of those, first of many, on uh, March 26th. And then things are a little bit different with the Super Lates this year because all of the Super Late model races are going to be at least 100 laps, part of the new the newly reformed Florida Sunbelt Series, and we will have race number one with the David Rogers Superlight Models on April 2nd. So the opener for the new points series, if you will, the Florida Sunbelt Series, which is New Smyrna this year, and we're hoping to branch out at a couple of tracks next year. But the first Florida Sunbelt Super Race will be on April 2nd, 2022. And if you kind of look down the schedule... Um, you've got your modifieds that are still running 50s. And, and, and I, I need to get some clarification on this, but it says um, JNC Great All Modified and Ashley Holmes Jack's trucks. So I'm not sure if those are just regular truck races or if they're 50s. So I'll I'll get more information on that. I'm sure we'll get that ironed out before the season starts. Um, April 16th, Easter weekend, you have the Bad Bunny Enduro returning. Finally, we can get rid of the Enduro car that's been sitting in our driveway forever because I'm not sure. I think the Armadillo is going to just take a hit. I think it's done. Um I mean, obviously, if it happens, we'll pump it up and let you know. But I, I just, no news is bad news in this situation, and I can't get a full answer on it. So you have the Bad Bunny Enduro to look forward to on the 16th. Um, we're going Bomber Bees that night, uh, Enduros, Powder Puffs, Demo Derby. Let's see. We also have uh, Prolate Models and Bomber A50 on April 23rd. Another family fun night, April 30th. Uh, Prolates and E-Mod 50 on May the 7th. 
you got the uh, modifieds and super stocks having both 50 lappers on May the 14th, Prolate Model 50 on May 21st, another uh, family fun night, but with the Bomber B50 lapper on May the 28th. Um, let's see, Sunbelt Super Series race number two will be on June the 18th. And no, I'm not just, I'm not covering week by week. You can go to the schedule. I'm trying to, trying to point out some of the highlights here. Sunbelt Super Series race number two will be on June the 18th. That includes Sportsman, Super Stocks, Bomber A's, and Vintage Cars. Sign me up for that night. That's going to be fantastic. Um, and then just a couple weeks after that, Sunbelt Super Series race number three, the Clyde Hart Memorial 100. And, um, we tried to schedule these super late model races where there wasn't other super late model races going on. You know, the minute we get a rain out or somebody gets a rain out, things are going to shuffle around. But we tried to schedule these Sunbelt Super Series races so that they could, you know, that we're not directly on top of somebody close by. So um, that's why, you know, one month away, two months away, one week away, it, it's not just a perfect uh, order. It's it's kind of where we put them to to try to make them the best that they could be. So July the 2nd will be the Clyde Hart Memorial, 100 laps for the Superlates. Always a great event. And then the next week, you have the Southern Super Series 100. And this is this is why I wanted to even cover the schedule on this show. It's because I was a little confused. Um, this is not part of the Florida Sunbelt Series. This is the Southern Super Series. And they have leased the facility. So this will not be a new Smyrna-sanctioned event. Um as of this moment, it is Southern Super Series late models. If there is anything else added to this, it'll be through the Southern Super Series. So I, I know that I had talked to um, Chris Rummel about potential, you know, like big race for the Crown Vicks, or if there's other series out there that are trying to get to New Smyrna Speedway and they haven't been able to get anything worked out, you might look into July the 9th getting together with the guys from the Southern Super Series, Tim Bryant, um, those guys up there, uh, Pensacola area get with those in charge of the Southern Super Series and see if you can't maybe tack yourself onto this event. Maybe work with them and see if they'd add you to the ninth. Because from what I understand, and I, I don't even know if I'll be able to announce this night. This is a Southern Super Series event. I'm, I'm obviously hopeful that they would like to have me up on the mic that night. I, I think this event, I'll be there one way or another. Um, but this is, you know, New Smyrna, think of it as like this is Billy Lane, you know, the motorcycle event. Says nothing to do with the new Smyrna season. This is, hey, we're giving Southern Super Series the weekend, and they're gonna have at it. So, July the 9th, That's why you know if you're a Superstock or a Sportsman Bomber, you're like, hmm, what else is racing that night? That's why there's nothing else listed. This is a Southern Super Series event. More details will come from them if there are more details. So then after that, July the sixteenth, you have the Shark Bite Prolate Model 100. So, man, three big weekends in a row at the New Smyrna Speedway. Actually, make it four because we'll talk about the next event. July's going to be huge, guys. July's going to be great. So the Shark Bite Prolate Model 100 returns on July the 16th, plus the Shark Bait Sportsman 50. That's going to be a huge night as well. The next week, the JNC Great All Modified 75 returns. 75 laps for the Open Wheel Florida Modifieds, plus the Mod Mini 50. So, yes, all the 50s are sprinkled in here, guys. Um, so I think I answered my question from earlier because on August the 6th, you have the JNC Great All Modified plus Ashley Holmes Jack's Trucks 50. So I think that the trucks are just normal distance um, on the nights when, when they're involved. Um, but they have a 50 with the JNC Great All Modifieds on August the 6th. August 13th, the next week, you have the Florida Sunbelt Series race number four for the David Rogers Super Lates. 
And the next week after that, Pro Late Model 50. August 27th will be closed once again for the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Is As is typical, um, I, I think we should run a race. I think we should do something big on Friday to kind of catch some of those fans that come down that maybe don't go to the Xfinity race. Uh, showcase our local guys on a Friday night. Even if it's, you know, one or two divisions. I, I don't know. Come, come, come up with something to, to draw the fans in. Um, run that on a Friday, and then we can honor our champions like we normally do at the Coke Zero Sugar 400 the next day. That's just, eh, just throwing that out there. Um, September the 3rd, big event here. JNC Great All Modified 50, LKQ Superstock 50, and Bomber A40. So big races there. Uh, the Armadillo Enduro 100 for 2022 is back in its normal position on September 24th. So hopefully that sticks true. Um, closed again on the 15th for Billy Lane's motorcycle event. So if you like the motorcycle thing, there you go. Um, let's see, Prolate Model 50. Um, oh, I'm missing the Florida Sunbelt Series race number five, the Heart to Heart David Rogers Super Late Model 100. So the Heart to Heart race returns as a Super Late Model race in 2022 as part of the Sunbelt Series. So there's race number five. That is October 22nd. And then you move to Governor's Cup weekend. Oh, the, the end of the points is, as usual, the end of October, last race weekend in October is the 29th. So the points will officially end. So the points run from March 19th till October 29th, cut and dry. If you have a race in that period, it's a points race, unless it's added on or a special event. Like if they add bombers or do a special thing for the bombers or another division, your point series is March 19th through October 29th. If you're running for points, be there. So of course, after that, two weeks later, you have Governor's Cup weekend. You got the prelude on November the 12th. You have the Governor's Cup on November the 13th which is 200 laps, part of the Florida Sunbelt Series. It's the championship race. So the Governor's Cup, it was nice to see it return back to form a little bit this year. Definitely a step in the right direction. And I think this year, in 2022, yes, I'm jumping ahead. I know we're not at the new year yet. Forgive me. Um, you have the David Rogers Super Late Models 200, the Sportsman E-Mods Mod Minis all on, uh, all on the Governor's Cup night. And that will uh, not only crown the Governor's Cup champion, but the Sunbelt Series champion as well. So that hey, the schedule looks good. I think it's better than last year. I know it's a little bit different. Um, I just I remember, and I'm sorry if, if Rusty listens to this. And I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but I, I remember Rusty saying when we put the schedule up, I looked over, I thought it was good. I, I liked the you know the idea that we had going on, and he goes, I don't like it. And he, he he wasn't big on it, but I, I think he's been able to maneuver a few more things in here this year. And and it's got different spice. So we have some of those family fun nights that are going to be, you know, like I said, showcasing our, our super stocks, our mod minis, bomber A's, bomber B's, vintage cars. But it's going to be a cheap night for the fans too. So it's a win-win. So, you know, maybe there's not going to be late models or modifieds every single night. Uh, but the family fun nights are going to be a fun opportunity because I, I think our, our local guys get lost in the shuffle sometimes. Oh, it's only a focus on late models or modifieds. It's all they care about. Blah, 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 blah. We show up every week. We put on a good show, and they do. So, um, you know, and the Southern Super Series is back. Yes, it's a, a least event, but it's back at the Speedway. And, and unless you listen to the show or really d- dive deep into the schedule, ain't nobody going to know the difference. Um the Sunbelt Series, we needed to do something with the Super Late Models. Last year's Super Late Model regular season was pretty pathetic. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that in an honest way. It was tough. It was disappointing watching five, six cars run around for 50 laps. It just wasn't 
it wasn't that exciting. The Pro 8 models held their own for much of the season until the last month or so things fell off a little bit. And that's just standard season attrition. So Pro 8 models held their own. Modifieds, yeah, they ebbed and flowed. They didn't get to race enough. They, they've got enough on the schedule this year. Um, but the Super Lights, they needed a change. And I love the idea of the Sunbelt Series. Even though it's a, a new Smyrna thing, I know we reached out to a few tracks and I think we reached out, I don't want to say at the wrong time, but uh, in the middle of the year, trying to get things done, um, I, I think it'll. I think it will be successful this year, and I think that'll help us branch out for next year. I know there's already talks uh, with another track. Uh, maybe you may put two and two together. Think about who from what racetrack came to race Governor's Cup. There may be some workings with that. Uh, put those puzzle pieces together, and you might understand what I, what I'm getting at for 2023. So let's have a good show for the Sunbelt Series this year, and let's branch out next year. I think that is the idea there, and I think that'll help. You know, hey, there might be a weekend with the Sunbelt Series that only gets 10 or 12 cars, but then you're going to get some other weekends that might get, you know, 15 to 20 because it's part of the series. So, you know, I mean, look at the Wheelman Series. Sometimes they get 25 cars. Sometimes they get 18. Sometimes they get 16. Everything ebbs and flows, and it's not all about car count, although car count helps. Um, obviously, uh, there's a question coming up here from from the Facebook page that I want to get to, and I'm going to mention car count and show. you got to put on a show. If you don't put on a show, if you don't take care of the racers and take care of the fans, ain't nobody going to want to do this for an extended period of time. You just end up running people off. So there's that. So there's a quick look at some of the highlights of the season. Of course, if you go to the News Smyrna website, you can look at all the season. You make your plans. Um, hey, if you plan to run here once, if you look at the schedule and you say, hey, screw that place, uh, maybe you'll have a, a, a change of heart and we'd love to see you. Uh, for those of you running for the championship, can't wait to talk about you all season long. Uh, for those of you that show up for one week, it'll be great to have you. For those that show up every now and then, it's always exciting to see new faces. So um, looking forward to it. Definitely enjoying the off season right now. Uh, finally uh, catching my breath, enjoying the holidays. Um, but obviously can't wait to get back to the track on January the 8th. So with that said, moving on now, um, there was a little bit of racing last weekend, and no, I did not go down to 417 Speedway, so I don't really know the ins and outs, but I did want to mention it. Uh, 417 Southern Speedway wrapped up their regular season, and they had a Sportsman 50, and they got 18 cars. That's pretty good. It's not a wheelman race, just a normal 50-lapper. Um, the 200-lapper at Citrus didn't get... It got around the same amount of cars. I think 50 to 75 laps is like the perfect number for sportsmen. Maybe 100 on occasion. I think 200 is too much for these guys. And not not for those guys, but for what their division is made for. 50 to 75 laps is like key for, for these bigger quote-unquote races. Um, but Chris Huntoon, who is a guy I gained a ton of respect for during Governor's Cup weekend, he went and raced 417 Speedway before Governor's Cup, came all the way to New Smyrna, Got here late, couldn't even get fuel in his car, won the race, had it taken away because the car didn't weigh, and he put in so much effort to get nothing out of it, and that, if, if anything, it gained my respect. Um, he's, he's a great guy, even though he was frustrated with, with what went down in, in the way things played out at Governor's Cup. I can totally understand that. Um, but Chris Huntoon did win over Jeff Gilbo Sr., Chad Rutherford was third, Jason Vale fourth, and Cody Brusso rounding up the top five. Travis Devendorf back in action in the seven car. He was sixth. Joe Winchell seventh. Brent Jenkins eighth. Ninth was Joe Hamilton, who's finally getting the hang of these sportsman cars uh, from the looks of things. And then Cody Crucker was your top ten. So 18 cars, good field. 
Uh, I mean, Brighton Horner and George Gorham Jr. finished down towards the bottom. Scott Bramlett did as well. Um, so it looked like they had a great showing there. Congratulations to Chris Huntoon for the win. Uh, modified minis ran that night. Robbie Yoakum in the eight car. He was your winner in the modified mini race over Tom Zimmerman, Doug Daney, I believe, uh, Timothy, uh, man, Scalis, and Daniel Bowman, your top six. V8 Bombers were in action. Uh, Bubba Van Devender won over there in that one. Chris uh, Christopher Looney second. Austin Harrelson third. Jeff Gilbo Jr., who I believe won the points championship with the Bombers over there, which are basically your pure stocks, kind of, sort of, if you will. And then Blaine Bear was your top five. I see Phil Ellis is still struggling in the 29 car, which used to be another car that uh, doesn't surprise me that he's having issues with it. Um, open wheel modifieds were there. Short field of the open wheel modified cars, but Kenneth Nurse did take home the win there in the seven with Dal- uh, Dalton Nelson, the champion, I believe. Um, coming home in second, Andrew Jackson, Chad Rutherford, Billy Tokes, and Brandon Baker rounding out your field there. Then they also ran the Crown Vicks. They got 13 cars, so a good showing. And no surprise, Cody Benoit was the winner over Chris Rummel. Those two, I would love to get them over to New Smyrna. I would love to. I, I love the Bomber Bees and the idea of the open, you know, hey, bring a six or eight cylinder car and have fun. I would love to do a special Crown Vic, you know, maybe 40 lapper, 50 lapper. Make it worth the while for some of these Crown Vic guys to come up. Put, put up $500 to win, 200 for second, and then, you know, down through the field, whatever. Make it worth these guys' t- time, and I think they'll come. If they'll travel down to 417 and race Citrus, they'll travel if it's worth their time. That's what I've heard is, hey, you know, we don't want to just show up and run for 100 bucks to win. We want to show up. We, we want to have something to race for, uh, and we'll bring the cars. That's what Chris told me anyway. So, man, Cody, Cody Benoit continues to do well. He won over at Auburndale. Uh, he and Chris Rummel swapped wins at Auburndale a couple weeks ago. So good to see them still on top. Um, Tom Body Jr. was third. Fourth was Kyle Case and Cody Allen rounding out the top five there with the Crown Vicks. So uh, congratulations to the winners. Again, I wasn't there. I don't really know kind of if there's any major storylines, but I did want to mention it. Uh, this This podcast, of course, you know, your host works at New Smyrna, so you're going to hear a lot of New Smyrna talk. That's where a lot of, you know, our, my listeners stem from. Um, but I do want to recognize things that happen outside of New Smyrna. And, uh, you know, hey, we talk Snowball, uh, talk Milk Bowl up in Vermont. And, and again, I, I'm going to try to make it to other tracks when I can to talk about some of the other great racing because there's great racing all around this state if you uh, if you go to the right place. So, Congratulations to the winners of 417. I think 417 had a great season. Had a great time when we went down there for the uh, the big late model race with the Big Lee Memorial. And uh, man, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't such a drive, I'd be down there more often. Also, real quick before we move on, wanted to give a shout out to their champions for this year. Dylan Bigley was the super late model champion, and I'm just going off what I can find on the website. Kind of hard to find the points on the website over there. Um, sportsman looks like Jason Vale was the sportsman champion down there, so no surprise. Uh, Pro Trucks, Corey Bigley's, the Bigley family, no surprise, having a good season down there at 417. Uh, Street Stock went to, man, I'm going to mess this name up, Jeff Dufshraney. I, I, sorry, Jeff, I, I butchered your name. Um, then Mod Minis, Tom Zimmerman. So that's what I can find on the points. I'm not sure why can't find points for the Bombers, but I know Jeff Gilbo Jr. Um, said on Facebook that he won that, so... Congratulations to the champions down there and our winners over at 417. 
So that's a you know, a little bit of a uh, little bit of what's going on. That I think that was like the only track to race this weekend. So glad to see, you know, tracks taking advantage of the typically good weather that we get down here this time of year. And this is where I'm going to give you my opinion again before we move on to the next segment. If I ran a racetrack, I would have two point seasons. So I'm going to use New Smyrna for an example. I would I would have my off season be June, July and maybe some of August, because all it does is rain, and it screws up your schedule. Um, you know, maybe run the Clyde Hart or whatever. Um, maybe run once a month. I don't know. But I would start my season. I would have two seasons. I would have a winter season and a fall season. I would start in January with the Red Eye, and I would have Speed Weeks be part of my track season as well. So maybe, you know, the Super Lights might have more of a uh, incentive to run it. Um so red eye speed weeks, and then you run March through May and that be part one. So maybe you don't have to call it, you know, winter or spring. You just call it part one that way. Hey, you got a guy building a car. He doesn't feel, he, he feels the motivation to build it for the second half or the first half, or, Hey, you, you wreck your car and you don't have a good first half. You can rebuild it during the summer months and come out for part two. I would do two championship seasons, take some of those summer months off. As much as that that hurts me to say, because I like to be at the racetrack every weekend, um, and then you run a second season, you know, mid-August through, and you could even go through the middle of December. Take advantage of this weather, you know, run Governor's Cup, uh, and, and then a couple of other races after Governor's Cup. Governor's Cup doesn't have to be the end. It it happens to be a great way to end the year, but you know, run through. I mean. 417 ran a race on December 18th and had good car counts. So good car counts are achievable this time of year. You just got to put on a show. You got to make it worth people's while. And, uh, you know, if that's one thing I've learned, just make it worth their while and they'll, you know, show up from time to time, if not all the time. So anyways, that's what I would do. Of course, I'd have to iron all that out, but just a, just a thought I had. So again, I want to thank everybody and remind everybody that you can follow the Racing with Ryan podcast on Facebook now. Um, that's going to be the number one place to comment on the shows, to ask questions, and I'm going to do my best to keep up with comments. I meant to do this last show, but just getting the last show done was kind of crazy, and still haven't been able to connect with Bray Holmes. Uh, if if we can ever connect, I'll do a Bray Holmes interview, believe me. Um, but I did ask when I first opened up the page, and where are we at here? I want to uh, want to see how many likes do we have on this thing. Facebook makes it very hard. Um, 89 page likes, so not bad. Um, every time I put out an episode and put something up on the page, we, we creep up in likes. So appreciate you guys liking the page. Um, a lot of people still listening. I mean, thousands of at least clicks on each episode. Um, and again, if you would like to sponsor the event, um, like Frank and Holly have, like Ronda Alessandro has, um, I, I only charge $5 an episode. So if you hand me a 20, I'll give you four episodes. You know, if you want to become a, a bigger partner, by all means, if, if, if there's a company out there that wants to sponsor the show and have me run a specific ad for them, I'll put it right in right in the podcast and it'll go. If you want me to do an ad read for you, I'll do it. It's just like, hey, you want to drive for a championship winning team? Button Racing, our proud sponsor. So um, again, appreciate all the support. But I asked a question a couple weeks ago and I'm going to get to them now because we did have a little engagement on it. Um, so I asked, what would you like to have covered on future episodes? And we got a couple of responses here. And this was as the page was just building. So not a, not a whole lot, but I do want to answer these questions. And uh, CJ, our, our buddy CJ Creech asked, what do you see in the future of racing? 
And this is probably not the answer most of you are going to want to hear. I see a dip coming. I see a recession coming because supply chain management and the economy, inflation, the price to race, the price to build, um, the struggle to get things that you need to build. Um, I, I see it becoming even harder to get cars on the track. And this is just not a new Smyrna thing. This isn't just a Florida thing. I think there's a little racing recession coming, and it, it pains me to say that, but I, I, I don't think it'll be as bad as 2008. I, I don't think we're, we're going to be that bad, but I, I think you see some guys maybe take some time off, maybe take a year off, take a year or two off, and then maybe things will, you know, we can have a shift here and, and get things going in the right direction again. Um, that's unfortunately what I see, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to do my best to be wrong. I'm going to do what I can to to keep things going in a positive light. Um, I know a lot of people will mention, "Oh, you're very negative." No, I'm I'm realistic because I, I don't sh- I, I try not to sugarcoat things because as as a racing fan, as somebody who's a no BS kind of guy, I see right through that stuff. So I try to give it to you real. So CJ, that's my real answer, and and you're you're going to be one of those guys who is going to be one to make that not come true because you just like to race. You have good nights, you have bad nights, you have wins taken away from you, and you're pissed off about it, but you're still one of the first guys to let us know you're racing every week. So you're just one of those guys that loves to race because you love to race, not because you love, you know, the the money that comes with it, because let's be real about that. Um, you're, you're one of the people that's going to keep racing going in the future, and that's the kind of people we need. Um, you know, if you want to build a late model and you want to race you know, once a month because that's all you can do. I support that too. But CJ, you're a racer. You're going to help race racing continue into the future. Um, as far as, you know, seeing the seeing things evolve, because CJ asked another question here. Um, what are your thoughts on New Smyrna adding an Outlaw 4 or mini stock type class? Um, honestly, I, I'm against it. I don't want another class. We don't need another class. We had a four-cylinder. We had two four-cylinder classes. You got the bombers. Keep that as straight and narrow, you know, as stock as can be. You know, do the camber thing so y'all keep tires on the on the cars. But let's keep the bombers. The bombers. We don't need to branch off and have advanced bombers and beginning bombers. That's not what the class is. That's not really what the class. The, the class is supposed to be. Hey, come run these four bangers, these stock four bangers, and put on a show because that's what they do. Um, honestly, if you want an outlaw four or mini stock type class, let's get the mod minis. Let's, if we're going to do what CJ is suggesting an outlaw four mod mini, let's get the mod minis under control and bring them back to an affordable level instead of these super late four cylinder cars. Cause it's, it's crazy. You wonder why for, uh, mod minis, yeah, they're out there and they showed that at governor's cup, but let's make that the next logical step. If you've outrun your time in the bombers and you don't like the new rules or whatever, let's make it an actual stepping stone instead of a, an exclusive, well, only if you can afford a class. Imagine starting out in a bomber, bare bones, stock, you know, and being able to move up to a mod mini, but still afford it. You know, still be able to run for a couple hundred to win. That, that class has priced itself out to where it doesn't make, you know, monetary sense for a lot of people to travel the race for 200 bucks. And I understand where those people are coming from. As much as I'd love to have them there running for the championship every week, it's not 
physically or feasibly possible right now for those guys. And I get it. If they got somewhere else closer, where they don't have to spend as much money on gas and travel and setup, and they might make an extra 25 bucks, of course they're going to go do that. I get that. I see that. I understand that. But imagine if we could rein those guys back in, and I'm not going to put blame on any of the bottom mini racers. Things evolve. But sometimes evolution isn't great, and, and it and it ruins. It actually eats away from the inside out or from, from the top down because you need those guys like Mark Brote. You need those guys like Mike Dom. As much as you might not like lapping them, you need those guys to to give other people hope and to, to kind of have that underdog to kind of root for. So in my opinion, instead of adding another class, let's get the mod minis. Let's, let's, let's ran them back in just a bit and make it a better overall class to not be so expensive and to not be exclusive. Because if I'm a bomber guy and I'm like, man, I'm not building one of those. Well, you know, the, the ladder system is so screwed up right now. Yeah, I guess you go from bomber to super stock to sportsman, but even the sportsmen are out of control at this point. Those are those are late models at this point with wedge bodies on them. So let's let's be real. So in my opinion, CJ, I I would say no to adding a new class. We don't need new classes. We need to focus on the classes that we have. We have plenty of them. There's plenty of variety, which is great. If you're a guy who likes, uh, you know, having the interview with John Gross back, you know, 18 episodes ago, when he was like. I don't want to run a four-cylinder. That's why I got out of the bombers. That's why I quit even caring about that stuff. But when you guys brought back the eight-cylinders or six-cylinders, it's like, that's what I wanted to race. So you you want to have enough variety for everybody, you know, to have their yum, if you will. But you also don't want to just add classes and add more stuff and add this and that and spread yourself thin. I love having 20 bombers a week. What I don't want to have is 10 bombers and 10 outlaw fours or whatever, plus running mod minis on the same night. That's just, you're getting redundant at that point. Take what we have, make it make more sense for everybody. That way, if somebody does want to move up and try something different, they can instead of, okay, well, we, we're going to take a bomber car and put this on it and put that on it and basically make it the same thing, but faster or, you know, more race car-ish, if you will. Um, I, I just... I, I think that, that you're going to cannibalize yourself. And, and, it's, and we got a great thing with the bombers. That's what people want to see, a bunch of little four-cylinders going at it. They don't want to see half of them split off and do something different. I mean, look at the vintage cars. So let's, you know, that, that's that's what I would do. I'd just make the Mod Minis what you're saying uh, and make that the next logical progression. Then you get a super stock. Then you get a sportsman. Let's make this ladder thing make sense. Let's make all the divisions make sense to people so that they feel like they can move up. Because I see so many people that kind of get stuck where they're at and have nowhere to go. Because may- maybe some guys just like running what they're they're doing. I get that too. But I- I'd like to see people progress up to a late model and build, you know, have people come in and start working their way up through and then build to the top. Because right now, things are too thin and we don't want to stretch it thinner. Um, one last question here before we move on to my opinions on the big news that dropped uh, a couple days ago. Um, and Bob say, says, along the same lines as CJ's comment, your thoughts on keeping grassroots racing relevant and attracting new racers and fans. So I've kind of hinted at this because um, I've been thinking about this question throughout the show. You have to make the show worthwhile. If you put on a show, and we did this too many times at New Smyrna last year, and this is this is not a negative bash New Smyrna 
quote right here. This is just what I viewed and what I saw during some of the nights last... We just didn't make the show worth it. People would come in, they paid good money. 15 bucks is good money to come watch a show and you want to be entertained. Some nights we didn't do that. And some nights it might have been the car count. Some nights it might have been, you know, just the vibe. So if you're bringing in new fans, and I'm going to use the the Father's Day weekend, we made it free for fathers. And we had, a, and I'm going to say pack the place. We had a relative, relatively good crowd for a weekly show. And luckily that night we had the cars, but then weather got in the way. What you don't want to have happen is get a bunch of people in there, maybe get a bunch of first-timers in there, maybe, you know, let them in free or, you know, $5. You don't want all these new people to come in and not see a good show, to see six, seven car fields all night long. You know, some divisions might be down, but you want to have, you know, you want to have solid number of super stocks, good prolate count. You want to have a good count of modifieds, e-mods, whatever it may be. You know, maybe the mod minis that night are a little down. But if every class is down and you're not putting on a good show, the people aren't going to come back and they're going to be like, I am not spending my money there. And that has been happening too, too much. And, and other tracks have the same issues at times. But then again, I see some of the shows that other tracks are putting out there. And you know what? They put in the effort to go out and if it's going to be expensive, they get it covered. Every race at Charity Race Weekend was covered so that the Auburndale Speedway could take money and give back to charity. Um, and, and I'll tell you, finding sponsors is hard. It is. It takes a lot of legwork. And if you're doing it just to pad your pockets, it's not helping the racers. It's not helping the show. So again, Bob, if, if uh, you know, if you're going to keep racing relevant, you've got to get those new people in. You've got to give them a show. You know, again, <laughs> when the green flag flies, it could be the most boring race. You could have 20 cars out there in every class and it might be the most boring night of racing because that's just the way things shape out. But you have to make the show exciting you have to find a way to get people interested and you have to keep them interested. That's why points battles, to me, are one of the most interesting things to follow week to week. If you, you know, if a guy finishing seventh one night when he normally runs up front isn't a big deal, then, you know, no one's going to care. But if it's, oh man, he just lost 20 points, we got a close points battle, you got to come back next weekend to see how it's going to play out. That's the kind of thing you want. So, you know, and this is this falls on on any racetrack. You've got to make it, you know, you got to make it worthwhile for the drivers to show up. And that doesn't mean every driver that shows up is going to pad their wallet and leave with a good night. But you've got to they've got to have hope when they get there that they're not just going to leave here, you know, eight hundred dollars in the hole because they got to buy tires and they got to buy gas and they got to this 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 nickel and dime in the racer is not the way a track should be making their money. We should be, you 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 know cover your liabilities. You got to have a, a, a pit gate because you don't want just everybody and their mom going into the pits. Okay. So you got to make, you got to put some exclusivity in there, but you know, you got to make it to where these guys can afford to come afford to be there and race on a budget. If your entire budget is getting a license and filling out registration forms and paying to get your crew in, and then you have to, if, if tires are mandatory, man, that just, that kills it. Put a tire rule in there, one tire a race, whatever. You know, if you're new to the track, you got to find a way to get some scuffs. Okay. If that means you got to come and, and if you buy brand new tires, you got to practice on those tires to, to make it level. I, I don't know if that's the perfect way to do it either, but we got to find a way to make it affordable for people to race. We got to keep the ticket prices at the gate affordable. 
and make those people come back. Repeat business. Because if I, if I go to a racetrack and I pay good money to get in and I get a shit show and I've traveled to get there, I'm not coming back. You know, unless I know it's going to be a good show, I am not coming back. So that, that's, that's what you got to do, man. You got to, you got to have a show and I don't have all the answers. You know, um, I, I've heard a lot of different things and a lot of great people have great ideas. Um, and it's, it's about finding what works and doing it right now, doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for different results. Well, I'm, I'm sure most of you know what the definition is and you're probably saying, yeah, I see that going on all the time. And my, my goal is, next season whether it's a good night or a bad night, because there's going to be good nights and bad nights. Let, let's be realistic. Uh, weather scares people away. You know, various circumstances might keep people away. My goal is to go up there, and I don't care if you people want to flame me or not for it. You know, oh, he's up there talking about a great four-car race. No, that, I'm going to try to keep people into it. I don't want to see people leaving before the end of the features. Now, obviously, if it's a long night, it's a long night. People with kids, they got to do what they got to do. But I want to keep people entertained I want to keep, you know, interest high, even if it's a five-car bomber B race, even if it's a 10-car late model race. Let's keep it interesting one way or another. And I'm just, you know, going to go in with an attitude instead of, oh, my God, we only got eight cars here. Let's hope they put on a show because I've said it before. I've seen, you know, 28 cars start a race, and it was the worst race I've ever seen. I watched a, a race from East Bay on TV the other night, just bored, and they had 28, 30 cars on that little track, but the race sucked because all they did was run into each other and crash. At least here at New Smyrna, you've got some space. That's why you don't have to build those big old cow catcher bars on the front of your car to be able to race here because you don't need to use the bumper so much. There's not as much beat and bang. When it happens, it's exciting and it's it, it might be bad for you. But, you know, it, it's a whole different cup of tea. New Smyrna's tough. And, and there's not going to be a solution that makes everybody just want to pick up and leave where they're racing and come over to New Smyrna. But what I'd like to see happen is those people, like take Dalton Nelson and Kenneth Nurse at uh, Governor's Cup. They race 417 Speedway. That's what makes sense to them. But they came out and had a good showing. I just want to see people more apt to, even if they don't commit to a full season, when they have an off weekend, think about coming back to New Smyrna Speedway. So make it worth the driver's while. Make it worth the fans' time. And is every show going to be a hit? Hell no. Is every weekend going to be the most amazing thing in the world? Hell no. But you want people to think that they want to be at your facility because it might be the most amazing thing in the world and they don't want to miss it. It's just like watching a NASCAR season. You you might get five, six, seven, eight good races a year, like really exciting, crazy races where you're just buzzing at the end of it. And then you get a bunch of snoozers. But I still watch it because I think there's every race has an opportunity to be exciting. That's why I keep watching it. I sit through the boring ones and I complain about Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch and this and this and this, but I keep watching for that moment, that exciting moment. That's what has me hooked, and that's why I'm a race fan. You, that Anytime cars are on the track, the potential for an exciting moment is there. So getting that mentality into your fans and into your racers to where they want to be part of that moment, that is key. Getting there, that's the hard part. Uh, I'm going to do my part as an announcer, and, and hope that, you know, some positive momentum goes forward into 2022. 2021 is behind us. Some good happened, some bad happened. Was it the greatest season in the world? It had its moments, I'm telling you, it had some great moments. And I think 2022 can have even better moments. And that's what, you know, that's what keeps me optimistic. So that is my long and short answer 
to those couple of questions we got. Again, uh, follow us on Facebook, Racing with Ryan Podcast. Uh, you know, feel free to comment on shows. I, I didn't get any on the last one, which is fine. I know it's going to take some time to to build that uh, um, to build that up, but I'm looking forward to hearing from you all. And I know as this goes into next season, it'll get more exciting because people are going to more things are going to be happening. So I want to get into one final topic here before I let you all go. Um, there was a big announcement. The SRL East Series has been created. That's a late model touring series that are going to run a handful of races here on the East, um, which is, you know, which is what Ricky Brooks has his heels dug into now, which is great. I know he's been part of that. I know they were, you know, used to go to Kern County all the time, uh, but he wants to bring it East and he's doing so and he's doing it in a big way. Listen to this on February 12th. A 15,000 to win, 1,000 to start, 125 lap super late model race at Citrus County Speedway. Man, that sounds like a great, great show. Here's the problem. And for some of you, it may not be a problem, but here's here's the issue. February 12th is the same night as the tour, the tour mod, the Wheel and Tour Mod 200 at New Smyrna. Yes, super late models are not racing that night. So yes, anyone that comes for Speed Weeks, they can load up. On the 11th, they can go over there on the 12th and they can try their hand. There's a good chance they're not going to be coming back to New Smyrna because they're going to be torn up or they've cashed out because they've just won $15,000. So there's pros and cons to this. Now, that, that tour mod race is likely going to be a sellout. That's one of the big draws to Speed Weeks is the tour mods. Let's, let's face it. So now people have an option. They can go watch tour mods and if they like Super Lates, they can go to Citrus. That, that's great. But the problem is... It, it show to me scheduling it on that date when you could have waited a week or two and had it all to yourself. I, I think there's a little bit of resentment here because you know Ricky used to used to have Speed Weeks. Speed Weeks used to be Ricky's thing, and I'm not saying this. This is not attacking Ricky Brooks. Me and Rick, I I have respect. I have a, a ton of respect for Ricky, but I feel like he ever since the the deal fell apart with New Smyrna when he and Rusty couldn't coexist that he has been trying to figure out a way to just get back at him. It's it, it's like, let me eat away at it. Let me chip away at it. And, you know, he, he found a date with Citrus right on top of Speed Weeks, which could work out very well for them, and it could hurt New Smyrna. Or New Smyrna's going to sell out, and Citrus is going to be, yeah, I don't know. I, I It's two different things. It's apples to oranges. But I, I really wish this was a different date because I would love to go to it. If it was another, you know, if it was the week after Speed Weeks in February, I'd be there. I'd be there with bells on. Um, I, I think it's a great, you know, a thousand to start. That's that's pretty good for super late. I know that doesn't cover everything. Those freaking things are expensive. Um, so again, the, the pros with it being head to head with the wheel and tour race. If you don't like tour modifieds, you don't like those northern cars, then great, you can go watch the super late at Citrus, and I bet you they get at least twenty, if not twenty five cars. It's, you know, people are going to get torn up. There's going to be crashes. There's going to be tempers. So you'll have that covered. If you like modifieds, New Smyrna is going to be the place to be. So the fact that there are op- options are good. But man, I, I was, you know, right now I have three super late models on my entry list for World Series. We had like 30 last year when all, you know, was said and done. Um, I just, I, I feel like more people are going to go over there and, and race that because it's a thousand to start when not many are going to be racing for the prestige of being world series champion. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they both, 
you know, a lot of those local guys that'll run at Citrus and 417, they don't even think about New Smyrna. So maybe they'll get, you know, those 15 guys plus maybe a couple other big names. And I hope that some drivers come to New Smyrna to run Speed Weeks and they run this event. It's possible to do. I would love to just be, you know, talking about it here in a couple of months and be like, it wasn't even anything to worry about because we had a great Speed Weeks. We had solid cars. They had solid cars over there. People even maybe, here's another pro, guys. You might get a couple people that don't show up for the first couple of nights of the World Series, but they have a good night at Citrus and then they come on down to the World Series and maybe not run for the championship, but cars are cars. So if it starts off a little light and then even more cars come after this, then it's still a pro. If this race goes off without a hitch and it ends up being a great thing, I hope they find a different date for it so I can go and be part of it. I don't think it's it's not going, it's obviously not going to kill the World Series. I think if the World Series was going to die, it would have already died. Um I mean, the Modifieds, of course, it's going to sell out. I'm telling you, that Modified race, people have been begging for it for years, years and years and years. I mean, we already have 27, 28 that I know of um, coming down for World Series. You know there's going to be at least, I don't know what NASCAR is going to cap the start at. It might be 30, it might be 28, I don't know. That's up to NASCAR to decide. But you know there's going to be a crap ton of cars for that tour. That tour race is going to be outstanding. That's going to be the buzzing point. So we're going to have no problem over at New Smyrna selling the place out. Citrus, they do a great job with all of their shows. Let's be real. They always put butts in the seats because they put on a good show and they make it worthwhile. Um, It's just going to be two different types of fans. So my only, you know, the, the big con is if it wasn't on that date, people wouldn't have to decide and they could do both. And I'm not saying, you know, New Smyrna is up on a pedestal and no one else should race during Governor's Cup or... Um, speed weeks tracks have got to do what they got to do, but, uh, it, it, man, I, I'd be feeling way different about this. If it was on a night that the super late models race, that would anger me. That would really anger me, but you know, Hey, this, this, there's options now. I think both tracks are going to have a spectacular night. Um, and, and everybody's just got to focus on them. So instead of sitting here and, you know, dwelling on this, I can't believe this is happening. Hey, you try to embrace it and say, Hey, maybe it brings you a couple extra cars after the fact. Or maybe it gives our guys a chance to go over there, shell out, win some money, and then come back and enjoy the rest of Speed Weeks. And I, I just hope that, uh, you know, I, I hope it works out in everyone's favor. That's really all I can say about it. Um, I, having series is a good thing. And, and I really hope that someday um, that things can be patched up with Ricky because he, he's a super smart guy. And say what you want about him. He's a, he's a hard ass. He's... You know, he will tech you to kingdom come. But I, I think he's 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 a good brain. Uh, he knows his stuff. Um, is he a little, you know, aggressive sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the way he, he talks to people. He's, you know, he's tough. He's a hard head, okay? But I always enjoyed working with his team at Speed Weeks when, you know, I talked about Nicholas a few weeks ago up, up in the tower. I thought he was fantastic. Um, I love CRA as well. I, I just... I think there there are so many good people that can that can do a job. It's just it depends on the circumstance. But you know, I, I'd love to see things patched back up. I love that Southern Super Series is back in New Smyrna. I want Wheelman back in New Smyrna in the in the future. Um, I'd love to see this series, even if it's one of those deals where they rent the track for a weekend and do their thing, whatever it takes. I I, I love series because it it brings people together and gives people an opportunity to travel and do different things. So. 
I hope it works out for the best. And I, you know, I can't wait for February to see what the results are. I can't wait to talk about it. I'll talk about it one way or another. Hey, if we get, you know, no super lits because this thing becomes a big deal, I'm still going to talk about it because it's a big deal. And if they get 20 cars that night and they all come over to New Smyrna, win-win. So there you go. That's that's my thoughts on it. Uh, I was a little shocked when I saw it at first. And then the more I thought about it, the more I said, well, hey, it could, it could be good. could be good and bad. And, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. So with that said, um, one last thing I want to talk about real quick. Um, I'll save this for the end of the show because some of you probably don't care, but NASCAR finally announced their package for 2022 with the next-gen car. Going to go, going to get away from the low-horsepower, high-downforce Snorefest, and they're going to do a little bit more horsepower, 670 on the horsepower, 4-inch spoiler. Should make the cars a little more out of control. You know, they're not going to achieve pack racing. They weren't going to with that package anyway, so... Might as well make the cars harder to drive and make there be some more comers and goers and some more spins and this and that to keep things interested. So um, the next-gen car, to me, doesn't really pass the eye test yet. Um, I, I think they look... The, the front of the cars look great, but I think the back of the car is tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny, and it looks weird. They, they look... Uh, the whole idea of the Gen 6 car was to make it look more like the production car. Like, hey, that's a Toyota Camry. I can go buy one of those on the lot and drive off and feel like, hey, I got the thing that just was on the racetrack. You know, obviously not the same engine, but it looks the same as what was on the racetrack on Sunday. These cars don't look like the production cars, and I get it. It's it's a NASCAR car. A late model doesn't look like a street late model. A dirt late model sure as hell doesn't look like anything you can buy. But I thought that was the whole point of racing to begin with is to, you know take these street cars and race them. That's why I love the bombers and super stocks. A Monte Carlo is a Monte Carlo. A Camaro is a Camaro. Um, a Firebird and the bombers is a Firebird. A Cavalier is a Cavalier. That's the kind of stuff that I love. Um, and I think, once again, NASCAR is getting away uh, from that idea to try to, I don't know, they keep throwing things at the wall and hoping what's going to stick. But I'll be watching, and we'll see what's going to happen. I'll give you all my thoughts on it as the season progresses. But, um, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Next week, we'll be at the Little 500 at the Little New Smyrna Speedway. Big quarter midget event. About 200 cars are registered for that race weekend. Um, that'll be going on Monday through Wednesday next week. Um, I'm going to try to do some cell phone interviews with the kids. Try to record it to my cell phone and try to play some of those. Get to know some of these quarter midget kids. Um, so we'll be covering that on the next show, which will come out sometime next week when, when I get back and have time to record, try to throw some interviews. I'll try to get some interviews with the kids. Um, so we'll talk some quarter midget racing. We'll see what other news comes down. And, um, of course we got the red eye coming up. Um, Dawson just got his first quarter midget. It's sitting outside. Uh, it's got a couple things to be done. So, um, the future of racing is, even though it might take a little bit of hit, these kids, man, that is the future. So we'll tell you a little bit more about the future of racing on next week's show. We'll cover whatever topics come up. Um, please leave questions, comments, or concerns. I'll be glad to cover it on the next show. Thank you all so very much for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy time with your families. And we will talk to you all next week.